The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, and wildly happy customers. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. LinkedIn presents... By projecting forward to the end of your years and looking back at the life you aspire to live, it clarifies what matters to you, what your values are, and what your purpose is. Indeed, our research shows that people who take a broader perspective of time thinking in terms of years instead of hours experience greater happiness and meaning in life because they spend their time on what's important and not merely on what seems urgent. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Next Big Idea Daily. I'm your host, Michael Kovnat, and all this week, we're talking about attention. It's a precious commodity, possibly your most valuable personal possession. After all, in many ways, you are what you pay attention to. With that in mind, I'm happy to share with you some key insights from UCLA professor Cassie Holmes, author of Happier Hours, How to Beat Distraction, Expand Your Time, and Focus on What Matters Most. Cassie is an award-winning teacher and researcher on time and happiness, and her work has been published in academic journals like Psychological Science and the Journal of Consumer Research. Cassie's thesis is that in our busy modern lives, many of us are suffering from what she calls time poverty, and that by realizing how limited and precious our waking life is, we can use our powers of focus to make our lives richer. Here's Cassie. Time poverty is a serious problem. Time poverty is the acute feeling of having too much to do and not enough time to do it. In a nationwide poll, we found that nearly half of Americans feel time poor. Though moms tend to feel more time poor than dads, and though working parents tend to feel particularly impoverished, all types of people lack for time, including those who don't have kids and those who don't work for pay. And it's not just Americans. People across the globe report suffering from a hectic pace of life with too little time. Given its prevalence, it's important to realize the effects of feeling rushed because they're serious. Studies show that when we feel time poor, we're less healthy because we're less likely to exercise. We delay going to the doctor. We're also less kind because we're less likely to take the time to help others. It makes us less confident, and it makes us less happy. To combat time poverty, one option is to do more. Research shows that one solution for time poverty is probably not what you're thinking, namely to do less. Rather, Going ahead and spending time in ways that expand you can increase your time affluence. Here are some activities you can do to counteract feeling limited by time. First, get moving. Exercise is an effective way to increase your self-efficacy. That is your confidence in being able to accomplish all that you set out to do. So even though you may shirk on going for a morning run when you don't have time, By carving out and making the time to exercise, you'll get the sense that you have all the time you need to accomplish what matters. Second, practice acts of kindness. When in a rush, we often don't slow down for others. 
Yet, our experiments show that because spending time to help another makes you feel surprisingly accomplished, giving time can give you time, making you feel like you have more of it. Third, experience awe. Studies show that feeling a sense of awe can expand not just your perspective, but your sense of time. So forge a deep sense of human connection, or step outside into nature, or book tickets to an upcoming concert. You'll be glad you spent the time and feel like you had plenty of it. By spending time on activities such as these, we see that in reality, to be happier, we have all the time we need. For happier hours, it's not just about identifying and investing in more worthwhile activities. It's also about being invested while doing those activities. Research shows that we are distracted and not thinking about what we are currently doing almost half of the time. This means that even when we're spending time on enjoyable activities, we might not notice and could very well miss out on the potential joy. But to be fair, it's easy to not pay attention. Often the activities that end up making us happiest are simple, ordinary experiences. And because they're so every day, we expect they will continue to happen every day, and thus we take them for granted. However, by counting the times you have to do that activity in the future, and from that calculate the percentage of total times in your life you have left, you come to realize just how limited and precious those times are. For instance, when I counted and I realized that my daughter and I likely only have 35% of our total coffee dates together left, and she's only seven years old, it not only urges me to carve out and protect this time in the schedule, but it makes me pay attention during this time. This time where it's just she and me, delighting in each other's company with warm beverages, nibbling on flaky croissants. During this half hour, I put my phone away and I quiet the running to-do list in my mind. This is our time and I don't want to miss a second of it. Thinking about the end of life is crucial to inform upcoming hours. What legacy do you want to leave? How do you want to be remembered and described once you've passed on? Though a seemingly morbid thought exercise, by projecting forward to the end of your years and looking back at the life you aspire to live, it clarifies what matters to you, what your values are, and what your purpose is. Indeed, our research shows that people who take a broader perspective of time thinking in terms of years instead of hours experience greater happiness and meaning in life because they spend their time on what's important and not merely on what seems urgent. So, as you're deciding how to spend your upcoming hours, keep in mind the life you will look back on happily and without regrets. Okay, everyone, hope you enjoyed those insights from Cassie Holmes, and I hope that keeping the end of life in mind helps you take more satisfaction in the life you lead now. Another thing that might help your satisfaction in life, becoming a member of the Next Big Idea Club. Just saying. Sign up for the club, and you'll get hardback copies of the best new nonfiction sent right to your door. Books selected for you by our curators, Malcolm Gladwell, Adam Grant, Dan Pink, and Susan Kane. 
Check it out at nextbigideaclub.com. And if you like what you see, use code DAILY for a 10% discount. Come back tomorrow when we'll be hearing from Dave Farrow, a Guinness record-holding master of memorization, who will offer up some hacks you can use to get the most out of your brain. I'm Michael Kovnat. See you tomorrow.